0: A string of diplomats and foreign dignitaries have descended upon New Delhi in a bid to gather India's support in the Russia Ukraine war. Who have come to India and what are they saying? Hello and welcome to BL Podcast. I am Vivedita Varada Rajan. Over the past week, many foreign leaders, right from Japanese Prime Minister Fuimo Kishida, the Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, US Under Secretary of State Victoria Newland, Chinese foreign minister Yang Yi and Russian foreign minister Sergei Lavrov have met the top leadership to make their case for support in the ongoing Russia-Ukraine war. In this podcast, we take a look at what they said and hopefully understand India's position. Let's start with the Russian foreign minister Sergey Lavrov. He's coming to India after visiting China last week. China and India have both not sided with the West in sanctioning Russia after the country started its military operation against Ukraine. Both nations have also not outrightly condemned Moscow for its actions. Lavrov arrived in India with a mission to ensure India's continued neutral stance. In his opening remarks during a meeting with the MEA Dr. J. Shankar, he said in a quote, we appreciate that India is taking this situation in the entirety of facts and not just in a one-sided way. Unquote. In his remarks, Jai Shankar said that India is in favor of resolving differences and disputes through diplomacy and dialogue. He said and I quote, India, as you are aware, has been in favor of resolving differences and disputes through dialogue and diplomacy. In our meeting today, we had the opportunity to discuss contemporary issues and concerns in some detail." A press release from the Ministry of External Affairs said, and I quote, Minister Lavrov briefed the Indian side from Russia's perspective, including the ongoing talks. The EAM emphasized the importance of cessation of violence and ending hostilities. Differences and disputes can be resolved through dialogue and diplomacy and by respect for international law, the UN Charter, Sovereignty and Territorial Integrity of States." This has been India's stand all along. The crisis should be resolved through diplomacy and dialogue. On Thursday, top US and British officials talked about shared interests and values and also urged the Indian government to speak out against Russian aggression. Dalip Singh, the U.S. Deputy National Security Advisor for International Economics actually let the cat out of the bag. He cautioned that Russia might not come to India's defense if China violated the line of actual control since Moscow and Beijing have a quote-unquote no-limits partnership. He also said that there will be consequences if nations attempt to circumvent or backfill American sanctions against Moscow. He said that Washington would not like to see India buy more Russian oil and other commodities in a rapid manner, though he added that the US would not add any quote-unquote red line for India. Meanwhile, British Foreign Minister Liz Truss said that the UK respected India's decision to buy oil from Russia, but she advocated for stringent sanctions against the Russians. She asked in a quote, if he... The Russian President Vladimir Putin was able to have success in invading a sovereign nation, what message does it send to other aggressors?" She also added, the implications of this crisis is far-reaching. We are seeing global food shortages, energy shortages and security threatened. This to me highlights the need for like-minded nations to work together and for us to work more closely with India to strengthen our economic ties, security ties, and defense ties. Before leaving New Delhi, she again stressed for the need to, and I quote again, for free democracies to work together in areas like defense, trade, and cybersecurity in the context of Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, Unquote. Earlier in the month, when Japanese Prime Minister Kishida was visiting India, he expressed the need to uphold the principles of international order. Upon his arrival in India, he said, Since the Russian invasion of Ukraine coincides with this trip, I'd like to emphasize the importance of international unity and confirm that Japan and India will work together on various issues." So, what's India's stand? Well, India is likely to remain neutral even though Western nations have expressed their disappointment. The Stockholm International Peace Research Institute calculated that India purchased 62% of its arms from Russia between 2010 and 2020. Though India has diversified its procurement, India still relies on Russia for parts and equipment. Also, India is starting to push its own weapons program as part of its Make in India program. However, the program is still quite new and will take decades before it bears fruit. A new factor has gained importance. That of crude oil and other energy supplies. The West is extremely unhappy that India has ba- also another factor is gaining importance. That of crude oil and other energy supplies. The West is unhappy that India has increased crude oil purchases from Russia. As an example, in March, the Indian Oil Corporation bought 3 million barrels of crude oil from Russia, which were purchased at a discount. MEA Shankar defended India's move to buy crude from Russia and said that the March figures show that Europe bought 15% more oil and gas from Russia than it did in February. He said and I quote, I'm quite sure that if we wait for 2 or 3 months and look at who are the big buyers, I suspect the list will be vastly different. I suspect we will not even be in the top 10 on that list. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, consider subscribing to us on Spotify or on Google Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and until the next time, this is Nivedita signing off.